welcome to a what is it wednesday tuesday 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 edition of the turnover podcast april 27th 8 p.m yep. pacific standard time it's just me and alex how's it Hello. going alex doing all right how are you um, i'm okay eric has uh we'll get eric back eventually He's we'll get other people back eventually we'll get a whole crew eventually yeah. a whole media company of sorts Eventually. But you know, it's 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 like uh, it's that part of the season when we're, yeah. we're kind of in a slump, and then we're we're kind of going through it too. <laughs> I mean, can you believe that we only have what maybe twelve games in the season left? That's twelve games. Wow, that's kind right? of wild to think about. Yeah. So I don't, in I don't know how I this... feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the squished schedule, right? Right. And basketball has just come. I don't know. Do you appreciate? I mean, obviously, let's we'll leave the injuries out of it for now. But like, do you like having a shortened season? Personally, if the year was normal. <clears throat> no. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> it's too much at once, right? It's yeah, it's too much at once. Uh, well, especially since like you know, I think all of us watch watch maybe multiple teams and so uh you know we like trying to catch different games and seeing different players and different teams and so uh i don't know it feels like baseball yeah i think it would be better to have it spaced out uh versus this like condensed schedule but i mean that's what i've always appreciated about the weekly schedule in football and soccer it's like you've Mm -hmm. got your one big game a week you've got all the hype around it and everything all the narratives are just like over and over but then you know this game every other day has been has been a lot to a lot a lot yeah. to keep up with i mean maybe the condensed schedule like just further further proves that perhaps we need to like rethink how many how many games should be in the regular season um because i think yeah i think not only are the players feeling fatigued but even people watching and like there's all these questions about like how meaningful these individual games end up being especially in this case there's like so many like back-to-backs and so you know that players are either not coming out at at full strength or they might even sit um and that's not even a play-in scenario right um which is supposed to create excitement but in some ways has also i like i guess scenario yeah but in some ways it's also taken away some of the well i guess we're we're replacing that playoff rush that happens at the end but mm. uh i mean the idea of elimination is more exciting i suppose um, right I, I, i'll agree with you on that um so yeah i don't know it's been i don't know i think i think i feel like i'm ready for the playoffs to start just to like get things going you know i feel mm-hmm. like for me the season has kind of never really taken off into gear mm. um especially so this is where we're going to talk a little bit about like these injuries that have been happening I guess and you know we can only speculate but you know a lot of folks are you know a lot of folks are hurt and a lot of teams that usually play really great basketball are not playing really great basketball I think that's what it comes down to yep Um, so but speaking of teams that are playing better basketball I know that we wanted to talk about the Wizards because they've now played themselves into a playoff play-in game. Play-in, play-in. Yeah, we don't we don't want to jump to playoff, but <clears throat> they're currently in position for the play-in. 
somehow they've swapped spots uh, with the with the Bulls post trade, <laughs> even though uh, everyone or most people thought that Bulls uh, came away with you know an All Star and, and definitely a stronger roster. But uh, Gafford has been amazing for the Wizards, um, and I feel he's been instrumental to we're currently on uh, the Wizards are currently on a. Um, I think won the last uh, eight out of the, eight out of the, their last ten games. So they finally found their center. They finally so that, found their that's center. That's all Scott Brooks needed, right? Uh, Scott sure. Brooks just need, see it wasn't his fault. Uh, I don't know. It's definitely you went. You know still... the, the hate was pretty. You guys, you guys were pretty hard. The hate was on pretty him. intense. Yeah, but he's playing. He's you know he's might be in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean you know. It's okay. <laughs> Daniel Gafford, though. Daniel Gafford, yeah, he's been great. I feel like his potential was never truly unlocked on the Bulls. Uh, I didn't, I didn't watch that much of the Bulls when when he was playing, but uh, yeah, I think he fits in really well. I think uh, Beal has been like very energized because like he's like neck and neck in this you know scoring title against uh, Curry, and then uh, yeah, Westbrook is um honestly he's been playing amazing for for quite a bit i think like the first half of the season definitely uh when he was still uh working through an injury he was really struggling but i think now um you know he'll he'll still have his off shooting nights but like um he's definitely doing so much for pushing pushing the pace um you know giving you know getting everyone involved everyone contributing and i think like that's gone such a long way to kind of help this Wizards team look, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm happy that the Wizards have averted complete disaster. Um, unfortunately, right. like Denny Abiha did go down with a pretty with a hairline fracture, which is unfortunate. Right. Um, but I mean, like, I don't know, Alex. How? It's. I. I know this is like a very like. Uh, this is a very stereotypical basketball question, but like, can the can they be better? <laughs> can they can they be like a, uh, you know? Because I I guess right now if the Raptors could really fall this low, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. how good can this Wizards team actually be good, or is this just a nice little hot streak that they're finishing the season on? Well, I I think it defi- <clears throat> I think it depends on what we mean by by better i guess like looking at the standings i don't i don't necessarily feel that the wizards are like much better than the teams ahead of them maybe um or even the teams immediately behind them but i do think like they have a pretty solid team and so i think like where they're at right now is closer to accurately representing who they really are versus how you know for for much of the season they were kind of in the in in around the bottom three um so you know i I think right now they have like a a long winning streak mostly because they've been playing pretty um it's been pretty easy a a pretty easy schedule um Mm. but i think even evening out uh i think where where it ends up shaking is that they're a pretty decent team you know they they have beal they have westbrook leading i think just the two of them alone kind of puts them and makes them uh, somewhat competitive on most nights. Yeah, we'll see if they can keep it up because the East has, I mean, we talked about this last time already, that the East has kind of collapsed 
in so many ways. The since we last talked, the uh, the Celtics have not really figured things out or improved, right? Mm-hmm. And the Heat, you know, haven't really turned it on either. And of course, like you know, I already mentioned the Raptors, and you know, the folk, the teams that have figured it out are weirdly enough Atlanta which I I was kind of surprised, but the coaching change seems to have freed up a lot of the players. Uh, Unfortunately, Trey Young just got hurt. Um, Right. So that might slow them down a little bit. And the other team is the Knicks. It's Mm -hmm. been such a bizarre season for the Knicks. Tell me about the Knicks. I feel like I talked about them on every pod we've done this year, but (laughs) I I, I guess like this is the part of the- But it still feels a little surreal. It is extremely surreal yeah. because I don't know. We have to realize that Julius Randle was shooting under thirty percent from three last year. Mm-hmm. He's shooting like above forty. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Like the the changes that have have been made and like um, team defense, right? Having the team defense to to play through like. You know, a lot of these folks are like either average or under average defensively before, at least their reputations were. But Thibs really has everyone playing like excellent defense. And I don't know, Nerlens Noel has been a lot of fun to watch. He's been blo- he's been blocking a lot of shots at the brim. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one on that streak, and then they lost to the Suns. Um, Chris Paul kind of had a wild, very clutch game, right. and I think ultimately, like that's the difference between the Knicks and maybe some of these other playoffs teams is that they got Randall, but you know, down to stretch, is he going to be able to hit the big shots, him and RJ, RJ Barrett. And I'm still not sure yet because part of me is convinced that the reason why this streak happened is because guys like Reggie Bullock and uh, Alec Burks really caught fire. Like they started Mm. shooting like 45 plus percent for the month of April. So the Knicks who are like a pretty mediocre offense in the last month have like, you know, they're like a top 10 offense. But I think partially they will kind of regress to the mean a little bit. Um, you do because have the quickly. shooting. What? You do have quickly. They do quickly is actually kind of tailed off recently. Interesting mm-hmm. enough. So he's kind of like, um, you know, he he was hot earlier on, but he's been a little inconsistent the last couple of games. But the the big deal that everyone's talking about is Derek Rose is playing a lot more minutes now. So Derek Rose is pretty much starting over Alfred Payton at this moment. And, you know, Alfred Payton had, like, one or two nice games, but he is still, as I watch him play, he is still, like, a very limited point guard. He's always come off as, like, a small forward or forward in a point guard's body, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, but the Knicks are the four seed. It's very surreal because part of me still doesn't believe that this team is, like, team doesn't belong in that upper echelon of, like, (laughs) Bucks, Sixers, and I and I don't think they do, but mm. part of me wants to believe that, you know, a couple moves here and there, you know, RJ Barrett gets better. They have a ton of cap space. Maybe something happens, and the Knicks will be a top team in the East before you know it. Wow! And it's been a lot of Knicks fans will be very happy to see like Boston and Miami Taylor, you know, taper off and kind of become these really mediocre teams. Really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, really disappointing teams to watch. So yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I watched the Suns game, watched the Raptors game. It's Randall has been incredible. It's been, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know, part of me still believes that the Knicks are going to go on like a skid, end up in the play-in tournament, and get knocked out in like the, the play-in game. No way. I don't know. I can see. I I just feel like I guess that's the Knicks fan in you. 
you got to be prepared, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not prepared for, like, the Knicks to, you know, like, the Knicks could get out of the first round. Hmm. Like, that's, like, I don't know. Like, a, a lot of the delusional fans are making a lot of money gambling this year if they put <laughs> their money on the Knicks. Because they could beat the Hawks in the first round, like, easily. Yeah. But then, you know, Boston, if Boston sneaks into that five seed, you know, could be Yeah, tricky. the seeding, it's it's going to be strange. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be very, very yeah. um, weird. I don't know. Any other, like, teams that you're still keeping an eye on in the East? Or if you just kind of like, oh, this is a mess. I'm just going to go over to talk about these MVP candidates and these top teams in the West that are just, like, mm. solid and ready for the playoffs, you know, and... Obviously, think, we have some very interesting play-in teams in the Western Conference, but I, I think in the East, yeah, it is. It's remained somewhat perplexing why the the Celtics have have struggled quite a bit. Some people are comparing the Celtics to the Sixers before, and I think there might be something there. I just feel like their role players aren't. I don't know. They've they've just got they had a tradition of bringing in like really young guys. Yeah. Semi Ojale, and then they got Peyton Pritchard this year. He's had some nice games. Yeah, but I, I feel like they've surrounded. You know, their supporting. You know, their supporting cast has always been these like young guys who come in and either get drafted or were second round pick. And I'm just wondering if that's beginning to catch up with them because, mm-hmm. you know, Marcus mm-hmm. Smart is a really really good role player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if these other guys on the team are you know a Marcus Smart quality role player. Right. Like these guys that are playing center or like, you know, backing up Tatum and Brown. And, you know, Kemba Walker has kind of been really inconsistent too. So it feels like they need to retool and find some, find some better, you know, wings. Um, center has been a big need. I'm sure they would have loved to somehow get Daniel Gafford. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, that's what, that's how, I, that's my instinct. But I have not watched as much Jason Tatum as you have this year, so. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just write off the Celtics, and then the next year watch them win fifty games. <laughs> we'll but see. there are a lot. Of, there are a lot of teams that I feel like next year they do like one or two right moves and their season right. I just don't know how much we can predict these things. Honestly, I feel like I know less and less the more basketball I watch. Like, why? Why are the? Why are the Pacers struggling so much? You know their new coach, and um, uh, you know what's going on with the really Bulls. Hurt. What's going on with the Bulls? I thought they were. I did watch a few of the Bulls. They games. got worse. <laughs> I, I I wonder if like yeah, you know there were a couple playoff series. Remember when when Orlando was like in the seventh and eighth seed, and Vooch, Vooch would have these big games, and then we'd be like, hey, I think Vooch is is actually an all star. Yeah. I, are you still convinced? I don't. I don't I'm know. Sure. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a fit construction thing or, like, as of late, the only games they've won are, are the most recent ones in which, uh, like, Zach Levine is out. I um, mean, defensively, I think they have a lot of problems, and mm-hmm. you know they are what they are. They are one of these teams that don't have like a real playmaker. Maybe they have a player development issue. Uh, yeah, that could def- that was hundred percent like. <laughs> before with you know Wendell Carter Jr. was not supposed to be this guy that you were supposed to trade at this time you know 
Mm. He could. He was supposed to be a really versatile piece. A lot of folks were really excited about his upside. But yeah, yeah I, I I don't know. I might come down to the point guard bit. Like for example, the Knicks played even with Derrick Rose, who's like not even that excellent of a playmaker, or he's not even like a pass first guy. He's able to create a lot more opportunities for this team than Alfred Payton was. And mm-hmm. I wonder mm-hmm. sometimes if that really unlocks elite, you know, some uh, you know, the next uh, step, right? Like with the right. Suns and Chris Chris Paul. Of course, Chris Paul is Chris Paul, but you know, when a great playmaker Chris joins the Paul team, Chris Paul needs to come to the Bulls. I mean, that's that's pretty much your answer. Everyone next is like season. Chris Paul with one of the most like undesirable NBA contracts. Now it's like <laughs> this guy that like, oh, if I had a Chris Paul on my team, <laughs> yeah, this could, this yeah, could really change things. Yeah, I, I guess I guess that's just been so. <clears throat> that's been quite interesting to think about how, like, you know, from last year to this year, a lot of these Eastern teams I feel like um, haven't actually changed that much, or maybe they haven't changed a lot of their main players. But because of just the right tweaks and like the you know new management or coaching or just even like a new philosophy or approach towards their team, you're seeing kind of some drastic shifts right like i i remember like last year we were kind of like oh are the sixers kind of stuck right are they are they stuck in a position in which they will never get like you know they they hit their level their cap uh, somewhat and all of a sudden now they're like one of the most dominant teams um and i don't know for me for me that that's been kind of fascinating to just observe i guess yeah yeah, yeah. And I think, like, it's been interesting to see which, you know, what which coaching changes have worked out, who's been able to implement changes in their system, or players getting used to new teams. Right. Or, and like... Because, because the season's so shortened, and, mm-hmm. like, everyone seems a little distracted to a certain degree. Right. right. So, I was going to say, or, like, think about, like, the Hornets, which I think some folks were also, like, dismissing, kind of like, okay, they're kind of just... Um, going to be relegated to kind of uh, these bad contracts or, you know, with Kemba leaving, like they're just going to, how can they possibly attract anyone here? And then, you know, when LaMelo was playing, they were looking quite good. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. feels like a transition year for half the teams in the East, to be honest. Yeah, I think Um, that's a good way of putting it. I think outside of like the top, maybe like three teams, right? The others 100%. feel like they're either building towards something or they're trying to fix something. Yeah, it. I don't know. The East will be interesting to to watch in, in the playoffs and see some of these like elite teams. Like I don't know. Like Brooklyn could meet Miami in the first round, right? Like you could have some really odd scenarios, or like Philly could play Boston, right? Mm-hmm. So what historically have been these really challenging matchups for? Or the Wizards can play the Nets. Or the Wizards can <laughs> That could be very, yeah. Yeah, I think folks are a little interested, but it's also like, we've seen this before. It doesn't end well for Russell Westbrook, okay? We'll see, we'll see. Um, I want to jump over to, to some of these Western Conference teams real quick mm-hmm. uh, before getting into like the general trivia discourse conversation that we usually have afterwards. <laughs> Sure. Um, yeah, it's a weird. We've got some interesting seating, but nothing seems too surprising, I guess. 
Uh, Lakers have, you know, are down to the fifth seed. LeBron is out. Davis is trying to get some consistent health. Um, the big blow to the Nuggets was Jamal Murray going down with the with the ACL injury, which is mm. very rough to see because everyone was seeing the Nuggets as like a contender this year. Um, right. They still may be a contender. Um, I believe Jokic pretty much has that MVP award locked up, unless mm-hmm. we see some some uh, you know something drastically change in the last twelve games of the season, which we could. Um. But yeah, I don't know. So like the, you know, to be real though, the West also has its own share of inconsistencies towards right. the latter half of the stage. But you have these like top five really elite teams, and then you kind of have like you know every everybody else. Um, sure. Who do you like out of this? You know, obviously the Lakers. We assume that they'll be ready for the playoffs. But who do you like out of this? You know, top four. You've got Utah, Phoenix, the Clippers, the Nuggets. I feel like we've got a lot of fun, you know, really fun teams in the in the Western Elite cheering the playoffs. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think out of the, the top five you mentioned, I think uh, every team other than the Lakers uh, would be really, and not to say the Lakers aren't interesting, just that they won it all last year. Uh, I think the uh, other four teams would actually be quite interesting to see, um, kind of make a long run for it. Like, I love... I love like the the Suns turnaround from from you know being at the bottom to at the cusp of the play in to now like you know the number two seed and possibly the number one seed depending on how the next few games go like that's just been incredible and so I would really love to see what Devin Booker kind of on a bigger stage would really look like um, I'm also like very curious about like this Jazz team. Um, I, I really thought last year, you know, depending on how, you know, when they duked it out with the Nuggets, depending on how that went down, I really thought that Donovan Mitchell would kind of have a Murray-esque run uh, through through the playoffs. And so, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see where they can go. And I've been quite impressed by, like, the Clippers and, like, their adjustments. I think initially we were kind of just maybe kind of dismissive of how, like, some of their moves... Uninspired. Um, yeah, we're just uninspired or, like, we're, we're, we're really not fixing the core problem. But I think, like, throughout the season, the more we're watching just how kind of uh, these role players have kind of been fitting in and maybe kind of um, there just seems like there might be more buy-in into this new team instead of last year where it really felt like there was still this old upstart Clippers team clashing with, like, these two new uh, superstar duos coming in and so now it feels like they're they're building this cohesion that uh to be fair often happens when like a, a new superstar comes into a new team and so yeah they've they got like the second team. highest offensive rating right now the 10th yeah. in defense i mean i just like i guess i'll have to give them a chance and tune in there's those because... those are lingering doubts for sure though yeah yeah i mean but you know these guys are savvy and like I don't know, Serge Ibaka still looks like he still got it. Marcus Morris looks like he still got it. Uh, Nick Batum is playing 28 minutes a game for them. Yeah. <laughs> kind of really interesting to see. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it really depends on like what type of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard we see in the playoffs and if they're going to be able to you know stay, stay healthy and then um, enable some of these role players to do a little better than what what went down uh uh 
last time. But right. um, about the Suns, though, I, I'm really curious. So I watched the Suns play the Knicks. Uh, yeah. The Suns were very sloppy in the first half. Second half, Booker finally found his footing, and then Paul basically took over the game, you know, which he has the power to, you know, the power to do. But part of me still wonders, you know, this team is going to be, you know, it's going to be their first playoff series, you know. Yeah. I wonder if they match up with someone like Portland or maybe even Golden State. I don't know. <laughs> things could be things could get a little dicey for them, right? Sure, sure. More so than these other three teams. That that's how I feel. Right. I guess I, I feel less confident in Phoenix, even though they play really well, because like I just don't I just don't know how well they'll translate into the playoffs. Yeah. But then I'm like Chris Paul will be there. That and that is true. They were and, they were kinda like one block, one shot away from taking out the Rockets last year. Um, yeah. But so, uh, oh, did you have more to say about the Suns? I mean, you know, I just I think they're exciting. They have a lot of they have a lot of good, really good role players, and I don't know. I feel like yeah, the world is ready to see <clears throat> playoff Booker. You yeah. Know? So if we see playoff Booker and like he steps up, which he should be able to, then it would make me more confident. But. I don't know if I trust like DeAndre Ayton yet in the playoffs. You know they have to figure out like what to do if they try to run him off the floor. He is a very good defender though. Um, yeah. Also, you know their backup guards, Cameron Payne, and like you know these guys who are playing well, but I don't exactly know if we're being like elite. But yeah. I don't know. You know they are the two seeds, so maybe I should give them the respect that uh, that they deserve. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know. I re- I really like Denver though. To jump to another team, but yeah, for sure. Um, I think uh, I was just gonna say I think the all of the top three teams on the West right now. I think there's like questions about you know either they've often fell at you know uh, the first round or they haven't even been in the playoffs. But I guess there are kind of these looming questions of like whether this is just like regular season good and how they will adapt. Um, performing. Well, I, I do have a little more faith in the Jazz, I guess. Yeah. They Their playoff run last year was relatively impressive. But I, I feel like, man, do we take last year with a grain of salt? Or is that what we should always do? Because of the circumstances. It was... I, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I don't yeah. think we should take... Yeah, I think it matters, but yeah, it's hard to gauge how much it matters. But, mm. um, yeah, the Nuggets, though, I think how, what they did last year does matter. And I think, like, this year, that's why, you know, I think a lot of people were super excited for what the Nuggets could be. And to see them really kind of, like, perform as well as they did. And, you know, it, it's just it's just so disappointing that, that Murray is out. Because uh, in many ways, he kind of proved other people wrong because he was performing at basically the, the level he was um, playing at at the bubble, um, I will say like they're still looking pretty good, especially like Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. Jr. Uh, stepping in um, as as like the second option, but uh, and Jokic playing at at, at um, MVP level. This is the but best Jokic we've ever seen. It is right, uh, and it's just like yeah, them getting like Aaron Gordon too. 
was like a great upgrade. And so it's just, yeah, I don't See, know. Aaron Gordon is a key piece. You know, yeah. he's good. He's a good playoff role, role player. The Lasers just, could have used a guy like Aaron Gordon. Uh, Lasers could use a lot of folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just it's it's sad because it, it felt like with all all of them healthy, they they did kind of feel like title contenders. And now you know, they might make it far in the playoffs, but it's 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 yeah, hard. A to lot of questions around their guard guard position. But yeah. um, if there's anyone who could make things happen, you know, Nikola Jokic. You know, I don't know. It, all I'm saying things could get dicey with the Lakers, especially with like, you know, LeBron. Uh, you know, that's so hard marks. to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's too it's too early. I, I think, yeah. but I think it's just because. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's been it's been hard to assess this Lakers team too. It's been hard to assess a lot of teams. I don't know if we want to talk about this now, but just the right. injuries in general. But not even just the injuries, just like you, you see so many matches in which you have like this long list of like five people are out or five. Everybody's tired. The Raptors yeah. all hate living in and Florida. Like, so, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's honestly like really tough to get a gauge of like what to expect from these teams. Um, well, I guess what's your gauge on the current ten seed in the West? Yeah, led by Mister Wardell, Stephen Curry. Yeah. Has that been, you know, I think, I think watching Steph Curry, like reach MVP levels, that's been, that's been like a good injection of energy for me in terms of this basketball season. This is, yeah, this is Curry at MVP levels and it's just wild to watch. Um, I, I think, I think whoever plays them, play either in the play-ins or playoffs should be scared because... I don't know. When you watch Curry, you feel like he can just single-handedly will. Will yeah? How far could this guy go? That's the. That's the big question. There's no limit. Like the moment you see him like stumble a little bit when he does this like little like trip or like loses his dribble a bit, just shimmying. Yeah, you know the ball's gonna go in. Um, but I guess that's what makes yeah. That might I mean, be, everyone, yeah. everyone's just going to have their eye on them in the playoffs, in the play yeah. tournament. So, but I don't know. We could be seeing like some Curry versus Dame games. Could be a lot of fun. Could help we'll bring, see. Uh, you know, bring excitement and energy back into playoff playoff basketball. Right? <laughs> you don't think? I mean, I think the playoffs will be really exciting. Actually, I think it's just the season has been very frustrating for obviously many reasons with the pandemic and everything else going on and like this packed schedule and these injuries and seeing people tired and frustrated uh i think that's made us like pretty fatigued but to be honest like i'm quite excited just because like i don't know if there's like a clear clear favorite i mean maybe maybe the nets maybe the lakers but like to be honest, I fe- I see these other right. p- teams, especially in like the top five of both conferences, that have quite a solid team around them, and and I think do have do have a chance, and and for me that makes it pretty exciting. Yeah, potential for new champions, or yeah. we just get to the playoffs and the Lakers steamroll everyone again, and it turns out they didn't forget to play defense. I mean that could per- that could happen. I mean that's that's the thing though, like 
you know, Harden comes back for the Nets. You know, if their three are healthy, I don't like. I just don't see them losing. <laughs> and then yeah, if if LeBron comes back healthy and AD is good to go, it's also just it's tough. Yeah. So. Um, any other teams you want to shout out? Uh, the Blazers are struggling. You say that every time. Nothing I? changed. I was, well, I mean, not that's the problem. Nothing's changed. They're, they weren't saved by the uh, trade. Powell's cool. I really like Gary Trent Jr., but I I understood why things were done. <laughs> I understood the things that were done. Uh, I mean, I think the current issue is more just Damian Lillard's been having kind of an off off stretch he was kind of a little bit injured and he might still be playing through injury right now and yeah unfortunately you know the Blazers kind of they live and die by how Damian Lillard is playing uh and so are you at the point Alex where you want to blow up this team yeah to a certain extent it's getting you're getting there right (laughs) I'm getting Come on, there. who do you get? Who, I'm getting there. I'm getting who there. do you yeah, get stereotypically fan angry at? I want to see Lillard win it all, and it's it's increasingly seeming like, yeah, this team can't do it. And I don't know. In, in the past years, I could be like, okay, Nurkic is like injured. But not <laughs> <laughs> now, now he's now he's back. Yeah, I mean, you okay. did know. Did you but, know that um, Nurkic and Jokic were on the same team, right? I remember reading about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the Nuggets decided to stick with. I mean, they made the. They obviously made the you know quote unquote correct choice as good sure. as Nurkic has has been in certain years. Right. Um, but that's always been fun to sort of think about the connection that those two guys. Um, have so i don't know you know but maybe you're right maybe we just need to enjoy you know dame willard in the playoffs and just enjoy all the stuff and drama that just comes with it and let our basketball nerd and gms figure out how they can fix this team um, maybe it's just a coaching problem maybe it starts ooh, to go. The, the turn you've begun to turn i just don't know how we have such a bad bad defense i i mean I, I think it I think like unfortunately it's been the same story for the past few years that Dame and CJ are not a are not a great defensive backcourt. Right. And you know Yeah. I, I I think folks need to consider consider what the future looks like. But hey, I mean, still in the playoff picture. I mean, look, they're not even that far behind Dallas and Dallas people were like worse people were ready for Luka Doncic to win MVP this year. Right. And Dallas hasn't even made that leap either, despite yeah. the excitement. I think and Dallas is Dallas has some questions they need to figure out with Porzingis. So, oh yeah? Yeah. I don't know if that can work. You don't, just in Porzingis. You don't know if it can work. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty dramatic. Porzingis is like he's got it all though, right? Does he? <laughs> well what is he missing? You tell me. <laughs> I just feel like he's too inconsistent. Okay, I thought you were gonna say he's like too long and gangly. And oh no, I mean that. Not <laughs> <laughs> it, he has had an on, on you know, it it had, the consistency for that team has been really, really weird. He sometimes um, that's just another disappears, one of those... and I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you 
that that'll get you far, I guess. But I don't know. We'll see. Like Luca, at times, like he lives up to that generational talent, you know, kind of uh, title he gets bestowed with, and so I, it's it's possible. But yeah, I think this this season has kind of been really rough for the Mavericks. Part part of it, you know, maybe on Luca. Part of it definitely not on him. Just rough patch with his team and injuries. Could see a rematch with the Clippers. Could be a lot of fun. Yeah. That could be really interesting. That was that was that was a really fun series. Um, yeah, and as the season like tails down, like I don't know how much do, how much do you care about the MVP award and what it right. means? Right. Like, yeah, we'll see. I mm-hmm. yeah, I I do wonder. Like you know, a lot of these teams often go through like stretches and when they're like really good or they're not so good, and I wonder like how that will ha- you know affect the playoffs. Like for me, I'm like, oh wow, the Blazers are kind of having like their bad stretch right now, and like did they have their bad stress like at the same time last year though, and then they got hot. Yes. Like literally, I think they got hot literally. It felt like, like I mean they they got days. hot like yeah. I mean they were like barely out of like they were just barely trying to stay in, and so they had to be hot. <laughs> they were out, but I I don't know. It's just like the Blazers was they were playing quite well. They were like up there in the fourth seed and like. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a rough month, I'd say. Yeah, you haven't really picked the winners this year, huh? With the Portland and the Wizards, someone else. Well, you know, I knew <laughs> what I was getting into when I picked the Wizards. So. Right. Well, apart from I mean, stuff, I think the Wizards are uh-huh. are getting hot at the right time. I will. Say. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, I I don't see the cap of of them being much higher. Well, apart from the Wizards and the Warriors and, you know, apart from Steph Curry playing amazing, you know, what else has given, has anything else given you joy recently in terms of basketball? I feel like we focus, we focus so much on the negative because of our pressure to talk about important things sometimes, but what's, I don't know, what's been fun, what's been joyful to watch recently? Uh, I think, um... I remember catching a few Timberwolves games. Oh, here it and is. They're actually quite a quite a bit fun when everyone's healthy, right? Like I remember there was this like wild stat about how like uh Carl Anthony Towns and like uh D'Angelo Russell have played like what fifteen games together. In the yeah, last they're like best friends, but they just can't get on the court they're at the same time. They're on the court together. And like when they're on the court together, like when everyone's healthy. Like, their record, it's not, like, amazing, but it's, like, pretty okay. I think it's, like, somewhere around, like, 500. And so it's, like, you know, it's not it's not that they're a deep team or they're, like, an exceptional team, but, like, they're not as bad as what their record really gives it. And I think that allows for some interesting, you know, especially recently now that they're all healthy, some interesting games in which, like, you get to see um, Cat really thrive in that, you know environment you get to see anthony edwards which i think is like one of my favorite players to watch right now and i do want to speak to something of like watching these bad teams play like i've been watching a lot of bad teams play recently and like they're i don't know it's not it's charming in a way in which like i'm not saying like they're charming because i'm like pitying them but i think it's fun to watch because like the stakes become different like it, it becomes less about like 
title contending and then you get to hear the announcers like praising like the rookie or like being like oh these players are like developing an xyz like you get to start to see these other dimensions of basketball that i think are like worthwhile and like worth kind of uh kind of uh taking a look at or observing yeah I mean, player development, you know, watching Mm -hmm. a player like Anthony Edwards, right, who came in and, like, you know, still struggles with shooting percentages every now and then, but watching him slowly put it together, right, that's kind of, that's kind of a lot of fun to watch. I think Um, that's, I think that's exciting. And even, like, the frustrating parts can be interesting where, like, watching some of the Pelicans games and seeing, like, them struggling to close out, but also sometimes seeing them actually, you know, finish with, with a win and, and seeing how a lot of that is because like these are very uh, young or inexperienced players trying to but clearly talented players trying to figure it out um i don't know for me it, it's it's something i've been kind of appreciating where like i don't know it's kind of like a nice change of pace i guess from from uh some of these like, from all that games. winning from, from all, all that winning well i was getting sick of basketball. all that winning uh, <laughs> uh i mean i was you know it's interesting that you know, not to bring too much of the quote-unquote basketball conversation back into it, but, you know, the Wolves are a team, you know, towards the bottom of the standings that has a lot of talent, and they could be looking at another top three pick next year. Mm-hmm. They could be looking at Kate Cunningham, mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I feel like that's the only team that I would like, hey, they could really turn things around you know right. pretty quickly if they right. if they if they get it right i feel less confident about folks like the kings and even like the the bulls but it's going to be weird sure. I, I think the raptors might even be in the lottery this year and that's wild right. to think about right um yeah i, I did want to highlight really quick uh, a game that i wish i had tuned into today but i did not catch <laughs> the thunder beat the celtics today well i mean i'm i'm not even surprised uh, but this... the the Thunder were on like this. Oh man, Lou the Dort Celtics led the team. Celtics can lose to anyone, really. But I mean, they can also win against anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. That's kind of how their team is like. It's quite odd. It, yeah, they yeah. they uh, they play to their competition, right? They yeah. play down to their competition, as as well as that. Uh, but yeah, that's an interesting reflection you have. I think that's why watching the Knicks for a while, you know, that was kind of. The only happiness you would get is when you got watch the young players. The yeah. bad thing about the Knicks is that, though, you know, apart from RJ Barrett, and you know, maybe quickly too, like a lot of the young players, they, you know, Frankie Lakina, he doesn't really play anymore. Yeah. Kevin Knox is out of the rotation. You know, sometimes you watch these young players, they make mistakes, and you get excited about stuff. But sometimes you're just like, dang, it just really just really didn't work out in some places. Um, But, you know, that's all, that's all part of it. For sure. Well, yeah. And and just like one last, one last thing about watching not so good teams. I think like, because the expectations are different, like they don't expect to go far. They don't expect to make the playoffs or go far in the playoffs. Like for them, the regular season is like more important, quote unquote, in a way, because like, they are celebrating different things. Like they're celebrating that like, oh, Halliburton's like playing really well, or they're celebrating that like, oh, they're on like a three game winning streak. And like, for me, I'm like, okay, well right now we're kind of in this lull of the regular season where if you tune into like a, 
uh, a Lakers game or you tune into like a jazz game, like honestly, they spend so much of the broadcast just talking about how like the playoffs are going to be, right? They talk about how like, oh, like, this, like we know, did today. <laughs> yeah, like what this matchup will mean, et cetera, et cetera. Like they're not even talking about the game in front of them because like, yeah, for them, they're kind of checked out and kind of bored of it. And so, I don't know. I think it's I, I think it's worth checking out. And just like when you tune into like a Thunder game, you t- tune into a Kings game. I mean, Kings games are quite frustrating. I like their announcements, but <laughs> they're very frustrating games to watch, unfortunately, because Fox is just so good, and yeah, yeah. the team is just not there. It's a weird, con- weirdly constructed um, team. You can't tell whether they're trying to slow things down and become like adequately defensive, or you can't tell if they should just like hit the pedal to the metal. But they should just—they just have to let Fox go at this point, right? Just let him do his—not—not not let him leave, but like just let him do his thing. Like your team's not going to make the playoffs. Just try to score 140 points. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess yeah. a lot of people have already talked about this and have screamed about it because, but there was the whole speaking of like watching poor teams. There was the whole Kevin Love incident. <laughs> um, he seems a little burnt out, you know, as well. Right. And yeah. That's that's unfortunate. I guess that's you know that's kind of the ugly side of watching sometimes some of these teams play. It's like sometimes you watch like weird displays like that, and you're just like, yeah. this is this is bad for everyone involved, you know. Yeah. It's like you make the three pointer, and you're just like, mm. yes. I yeah I. I mean, not to yeah, not to go on too large of a tangent, but I am curious on like whether. Uh, the NBA can tweak how the season operates so that we don't have as many situations like these. Like, Mm -hmm. does it have to be this way in which like you have, you know, bottom six teams that feel, you know, they're hopeless. And so you get stuck with these situations. Yeah. Maybe we should take the top uh, 16 teams and, you know, form a, form some sort of, I don't know what I would call it, <laughs> maybe a, a league of sorts. Oh, geez. Um, no, but I no, just... you're, you're right. It, 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 like, there is, like, a lack of, you know, it's nice, but at the same time, like, look, it is good to get invested in your team, even when they're losing or mediocre. Yeah. Um, but there is, like, you know, sometimes there is a lack of drama for, you know, for these teams because the NBA is, like, a closed-off system where like we're not seeing you know there's no independent teams out there trying to get into the nba you know right and i guess that's also the problem where like it's what i mean we've talked about this before like how like everything comes down to winning the championship right like outside of those rings like nothing else really matters and i think because of that because there's only a singular goal in mind if you're like out of contention for that then you don't you lose most of your motivation or drive to push towards that. Right. Um, Whereas if you threw in like a, you know, mid season tournament or something. Yeah. If there's just like something else to, to work towards. And I know that's not like conventional, but I, I think there could be something there. Like you look at these like other teams and like, they have players on there that are like very, very good and playing like, you know, really hard and really good basketball. And like, maybe, maybe Adam Silver just needs to, plant a insanity situation <laughs> every year maybe you just pick one of these teams hmm. houston is in a big market doing very badly you know <laughs> sneak a guy in there somehow guy should be a top 10 pick but something you know 
yeah. Adam Silver to give him some money on the side. And everyone's like, oh, where does this guy come from? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. There's like, but at the same time, doesn't that contradict like what, what we were talking about? Like if, if there was something, if there was more drama to get invested in, right? Wouldn't that just become the singular goal for a lot of these teams? I don't think you know? there should be more drama. I think it's like perhaps there are ways in which like there are additional additional stakes. goals or stakes exactly stakes if you and lose guess... your you get cut from the uh <laughs> you lose money i i don't know I, I yeah i mean it doesn't have to be like a punitive negative thing well, but maybe it's just like bring charity back into it i don't know like I... <laughs> no don't, bring... I don't know. <laughs> it's for a good cause <laughs> like i i find it hard to believe that like the optimal system is one in which like you know people like Al Horford perfectly healthy just does not play anymore. That's fair. Yeah, like yeah, you know, like just because that's how it's always been done. Like, is this really like the best system in which like, yeah, we'll have people like Kevin Love disinterested. I mean, or, I like, think I I think that yeah. tanking needs to be discouraged for a hundred percent. Like, mm-hmm. like there is no point in like okay, there's watching good young players, but then there's also like I don't know. That being purposely bad and like tanking, like the Rockets or even the Thunder, right? So not playing out Horford. Like right. I agree. Like if there's a way to disincentivize that, then we might have less of a slog. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm a proponent for like maybe they can play for better draft draft odds if that doesn't break our system. But I, I don't know if the owners would ever agree with that because, right? You know. But I don't know. Maybe we should award like teams that almost make the playoffs but don't make the playoffs. Maybe they should be awarded. You know. Maybe. Or maybe maybe, if, maybe there could be like other awards for like other goals. I don't know. Like, like what? Like you score the most threes. I'm like, yeah, it's like superlatives. You give. I don't know. And and if those extra goals come with some sort of like positive incentive for the team or something, that could be interesting. It's just, I don't know. You see what? someone like Christian Wood make make a jump, and then now he's stuck on the worst team. And like, there it wasn't supposed to be like this, Christian. It wasn't supposed to be. Like it this. wasn't supposed to be like this. I don't know. That you know, I, I obviously don't have the answers. I just mean like I don't necessarily feel the way we construct this league and, and this season is the only way to to go about it. Of course. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. There's like a feels like this is a good topic for us to get deep into in the offseason, perhaps. And For sure. Like you said, I think you, you were dropping the idea of, like, what does our ideal league look like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and how do we make it uh, – well, yeah, what does it look like? What is the breakdown? How does it actually function financially and whatnot? And how many teams are there? And will there be promotion and relegation out mm-hmm. of the NBA? Right. Um, it would be a lot of fun to think about as, as like – unrealistic as it may be do the players have too much power is this you know why kevin what? love acted the way he did yeah I, I, think, say that. I think the players have too much power he's got his million dollar contract and he's just slapping the basketball around across the court you know. that was kind of wild it's a spoiled millionaire uh, if anything kevin love does not I, I, either kevin love does not recognize his i don't know I, I, I'm like, why is Kevin Love still in Cleveland? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> like, I, 
I don't know. We've seen stars like leverage their way out, you know, and like I I guess he's getting paid a lot. But even like you know Lamarcus Aldridge before his untimely retirement, uh, which we haven't talked about. Um, yeah, you know he joined Brooklyn. You know, right? He was like, you know, like Kevin Love. I don't know why. How many other bottom <laughs> dwelling teams have a max player on them? You know, Carl Anthony Towns. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it. It's sometimes hard to say, though. I feel like we we project our ideas of what players would want. Maybe the schools are really good. Where he's. Uh, it's. I don't. I mean, you know, these are people. Like they, they might have different goals. They might see this as like more of a job, more as a work thing versus like a passion or something. You had a bad like, day at work. I've, I've had bad days at work. I've done that Kevin Love. You've, we've all done the Kevin Love. I think that's what we should recognize. There's often these moments that we're ashamed of at work where yeah. maybe we've and he acted unprofessionally. He did apologize afterwards and he was mostly frustrated at the ref. ref. So yeah. that, that's what he said. Yeah. yeah. He was just fiery. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get into Cleveland some other time. We'll have to bring uh, Zach we'll bring in to, Zach or, to or talk a little. Get, we got to get a little in-depth on, on Cleveland one of these days because it's fascinating. Um, any other fun facts or trivia you'd like to leave before we sign off today? Uh, I don't think so. I think for me, I'm very curious about this Nets team. I think it's it's unfortunate that Harden's out right now. Uh, I, I mean, I think just it's reserving their energy. It's unfortunate that a lot of people are reserving their energy right now. Uh, <laughs> like we're we're not seeing LeBron play. I think that's a shame. I think that's a genuine shame. Like, yeah, uh, I. Yeah, they should have just shortened. It. They should have just cut like another twenty games off. I think, honestly. I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad it was long enough that the Wizards are in the play in, <laughs> but <laughs> now they can stop. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Stop the count. You know. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, but for the most part, I think a lot of these teams were kind of maybe already set like ten-ish games ago. I don't know. Yeah. So. Very real. Very real. Well, yep. we'll talk again when the playoffs begin. Wow, soon. I know. Our playoff edition will be back before we know it. With the, and I'm sure we'll, we'll have gained many viewers by then in our third year. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be far more excited too. I feel like every conversation makes it seem like, why are we even watching? Yeah, let's start the off NBA. with, let's start with some positivity to... next time. Maybe we just need to buy into what the NBA is offering us. You know? I mean, I'm okay. <laughs> a great product on the court. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. All right. You can count us out, I guess. There's no All right. Game. Three, two, one. Turn Turnover. Turnover. Nice.